welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 12. In this episode, I talk to my really good friend, Mike Carden. Mike is an actor, a photographer, a filmmaker. He's just an overall incredible human being, and it was awesome to talk with him on this call. Uh, I admire Mike, because Mike's one of those guys who, if he doesn't know something, he will go figure it out, and he will go study it, he will go practice, and he will be meticulous until he figures it out and gets it right. Like, For example, we talk about how he got into filmmaking. He went from never making a movie ever to now making some really high quality films. And those are the type of people I like to hang around, learn from, and get inspired by. And We had a really good conversation. And the book of the episode is, I'm gonna go with The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if it's Tolle or Toll, tomato, tomato. Uh, because Mike and I had a really interesting uh, conversation in the realms of philosophy about the meaning of life toward the end of this conversation that I hope listening to it can get some wheels turning and some ideas spinning in your own brains. But it reminded me of this book and how the present moment is all we have and there's really nothing else. Uh, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, so without further ado, this was a great conversation with Mike. I'm very proud to call him a great friend and I hope you enjoy Mike Carden, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, well, thank you for showing me up with uh, better video quality and better audio than me. <laughs> hey, what can I do? I try my best, you know? Well, and I definitely want to talk about that. That's, no, look, what, what camera are you shooting that on right now? Uh, well, I have two cameras. This is the SL2. This is the one that we used when we shot Tijuana. The best film Never Best be film seen. ever made, yes, exactly. And uh, I'm using the, uh, the lens when we shot the uh, 120 um, for the uh, um, Playhouse West. So mm -hmm. I'm using the SL2 for this. It's a DSLR. And what do you do? You just um, download the uh, uh, webcam utility software from Canon, and you install it on the computer. Then you, um, you know, connect the DSLR to the computer, and you have this um, you know, screen. Um, image. I think it's a better image than the computer itself. Well, and so, so could I technically do that with the Canon T3Is that I have? Absolutely, yeah. I'll send you the link. Well, I'll send you the video. They explain what to do, uh, like four steps, easy steps. I'll, I'll send you the video and you can watch it and you, just, you can do it. It's, it's really easy and you can do it with the camera that you have. It's going to give a better uh, image. And you're using the Zoom recorder, I believe? Yes, I'm using the Zoom H5 recorder um, for, my, for the audio. So it's basically you just hook it up to the computer as well, and you go to the input and the output. This is the input, the H5, and the output. Obviously, it's, go it's going to be the uh, laptop uh, speakers. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you were actually hitting – I kind of have been finding with these that I write things, topics in order, but mm -hmm. you kind of are touching on – something I wanted to talk about with you that, you know, I admire about you and you're good at, you're good at learning things. Oh. And I, I, you know, I know for some people like, well, what does he mean by that? Like you, you are good at getting into something you know nothing about and figuring it out and then doing it really good. Like, like the zoom setup. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm done now. This is my 12th one. And now you have already better audio, <laughs> better picture. Uh, but like you said, you have to, you YouTubed it probably, didn't you? Googled it? 
Yeah, I, if, if something, if, you know, I try to uh, like uh, have a nice setup and if I don't know how to do it, of course, I read the manual, but then I go on YouTube and I try to learn. I, I watch more than one video. And, um, you know, the good thing about YouTube, is like an encyclopedia for free. So you just go there and you type what you want, how to uh, hook up, you know, H5 to the computer or a DSLR. And it's going to give you like over a hundred videos on the subject and you just go you know and look at one or maybe two three four five of them then you have an idea then you start you know um experimenting and you get a you know a good result so i really like youtube i i like i watch videos every day and i try to learn as much as i can uh educate myself um you know stuff like that Mm. And you've done that for lots of things, right? Whether it's video editing, photography, film. Yeah, yeah. Anything I want to, you know, um, anything I don't know uh, and I would like to learn, um, I go to YouTube. Plus, I have LinkedIn. So I paid, I paid about $230. I pay $230 a year for LinkedIn. And it has a lot of courses on photography, on editing. That's how I learned how to edit in Premiere Pro. I have Premiere Pro and I have Final Cut Pro. And uh, now I bought a book and I'm learning uh, Photoshop. So, um, yeah, I, I try to keep busy, but, you know, it's all self-taught. And, um, you know, um, I do my own stuff. So I edit my own movies and, um, you know, I'm, I'm a photographer as well. So, you know, obviously I edit my own pictures. And uh, it's something, it's like a hobby slash maybe in the future, it'll be a, a potential for a business idea or something. But yeah, this is what I do. I mean, I go on YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, I try to, and I even took a photography class. I went to, you know, and I registered in person. That was um, a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, when I was done with the class, um, you know, I, I keep learning from YouTube and LinkedIn and all the, these videos and books, of course. I keep busy. Well, oh, there's a couple things. I want. First of all, you're telling me LinkedIn. If I, I, I assume you have a premium account on there. That's what it is. Yeah, when you really? pay, you go. Yeah, they. You have a premium account. So okay, I was thinking the premium account. All you get is to like see who see, sees your profile <laughs> and stuff like that. Are you telling me there's a bunch of other resources you get by paying that two thirty a year? Yes, absolutely. You I have, have no a, idea. Um, yeah, you have a bunch of courses, unlimited amount of courses. You have a lot of courses on photography, mm -hmm. on uh, stocks. If you want to trade stocks, if you want to learn Excel, if you want to learn Pages, if you want to learn Motion, uh, Final Cut Pro, Premiere Pro, um, After Effects. You name it. I mean, they have a lot of information and a lot of videos. I mean, it, it's really resourceful and, um, and I like it. I mean, this is my first year paying for the premium uh, service and I like it. I'm not sure if I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, renew, but so far I like it and uh, I, mean, I use it a lot. Yeah, well, that's good to know. And then I guess the one last thing I'll say to this and we'll transition here is... Um, that is a valuable skill you have because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you can just go learn it on the internet. Or you just, but the thing is, you have to actually go learn it <laughs> and you have to study it. You have to practice it. You have to put in a lot of time. And you're one of those people exactly. I've noticed that you put in the time. Um, and just seeing just your, your films and your photography, just how far they've come in such a short amount of time. Oh, thank you. It's not short amount of time because you've put in a lot of time in a short amount of time, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, you got to put in the uh, the time and, uh, you know, you just got to keep on doing it. I mean, um, in the beginning, you don't know anything. Then you start knowing a little bit more. Then you start and you become creative and you start, you know, doing more and more and more. Then you become a professional. I'm not there yet, but, you know, I'm working on it. Yeah. And before all this, and this will give the audience and listeners and viewers an idea of how we first met which was, of course, at Playhouse West in Los Angeles. Absolutely. But when I really met you was at the Pineapple Hill. <laughs> yes, that was for, for the, the, it was for the for Oscar the thing. Oh, the Oscar uh, thing, the Oscar thing, yes. Yeah, and you and I were both hanging out there, and we knew we were in the same class, the beginner class together, uh -huh. and so we were talking, and you started to educate me um, on the quote-unquote acting business. And, you know, here's me thinking, you know, okay, I'm in acting class and you're going to come out here, you're going to start making films. And then I start talking to you and you're like, yeah, well, so now you got to look for an agent and a manager and here's how you do this. And you got to get these headshots and then you got to do this. And I'm thinking like, holy crap, <laughs> like there's way more to this than I thought uh, with acting. So I guess I'm just opening up the conversation. We can talk your personal journey into acting, what led you to acting and then maybe get into the acting business a little bit. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I didn't know I was going to become an actor or, you know, go for acting. But when I moved to California from New Jersey, I lived on the East Coast for like 10 years. Then I moved to California. Um, I always, um, I, I always liked movies and, you know, I'm a big movie fan. Um, I watch a lot of movies and, um, you know, I just, um, when I came here, I came for the uh, for for California because you know it's so beautiful and the weather was so gorgeous and you have the beaches and you have the babes and you know all that <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> so so I came here and um, um, yeah, it was it was it was a good move for me. But then I um, I worked um, you know on on you know on the set and I took um, an acting course and you know I just like you know, I, I really liked acting and I, I'm like, you know, I could do this for a living. So I, uh, I decided to uh, pursue acting as a career. And, uh, you know, I, I quit about two, three times because of life and because of, you know, family and stuff like that. And I had to move and come back. But uh, the last move to Los Angeles was in 2014. I actually moved to Orange County and I stayed there for two years. Then I made the move to Los Angeles in uh, 2016. I'm sorry, you reminded me of a couple quotes you've told me before. No agent, no career. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, what was the one thing you told me? They say you need to be an hour drive. No, it's, it's, it's you got to be within 20, I think 20 to 25 mile radius or maybe 35 mile radius within Los Angeles. Because if you live like 40, 50, 60, 70 miles away and you think you're going to become an actor, uh, it's almost impossible because you have to be here. This is where the action is. So you got to be here. And I made a couple of videos on YouTube on my channel talking about these things. And this is something I picked up last week and I decided to just, you know, share my information and my experience on YouTube. Uh, so if anybody interested, they can go to my channel, they can watch the videos. They're just, you know, I talk about my experience. I'm not a teacher. I'm not going to teach you anything, but I'll share with you what I know about the business, which I think it's going to be very helpful for the uh, beginner. 
if you're a beginner, you don't know anything about acting. You don't know where to live in Los Angeles because that happened to me. I didn't know anything. I didn't know where to move, how to do things. So whatever I know now, I share it with the beginner. And uh, I think it's going to be valuable information to them. But yeah, I think if you don't have an agent, you don't have a career. You can have an agent or a manager. It's better to have right now in the beginning an agent and a manager. And I show that in one of my videos, how to get an agent and a, and a manager. Of course, it's going to take you some time. It's not an overnight thing, but it's two proven ways. I got my agent and manager doing, you know, the two ways I talk about in the video. Now, explain for people that, you know, may not be as familiar with the acting business scene. Why, why is it so important that you need a manager or an agent? Well, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna make student movies, if you wanna be in student movies, if you wanna make your own movies, um, well, that's fine. You don't need an agent. You don't need a manager. If you, if you, if you like acting and you just wanna act, and um, you have a camera, you have a crew, and you make your own stuff and you put it on YouTube, or maybe you go to film festivals. You never know. Maybe you'll make it. I'm not saying you're not gonna make it, but. Um, if you have an agent, especially an agent, more, it's more important to have an agent than a manager because a manager cannot negotiate on your behalf. An agent can do everything for you because they're SAG uh, franchised agents. Managers are not SAG. They're independent and they charge more and they're more, you know, they have uh, more freedom as to what they can put in the contract. But the agents, they abide by the contract that, you know, come from uh, the Screen Actors Guild. And they can negotiate on your behalf. So you need an agent. You need an agent to make it in this business. But of course, if you get a manager now, the manager will go ahead and work with agents and they will get you an agent. And they will work together. You know, you, the, the agent and the manager, you can work as a team. Um, but it's extremely crucial to have an agent and a manager, but it's, you know, more of an agent. If you have to choose, go with the agent, especially if it's a, a SAG agency, um, a franchised agent. And, and one of the reasons why is, is because they get access to the biggest yeah, that's role, another like, reason. you know, uh, real paying acting gigs that can change your life, really. Yes, you're going to be uh, submitted to primetime TV and, uh, you know, big movies like um, uh, Shawshank Redemption or Bad Boys or, you know, uh, The Fast and the Furious. You can get these submissions you know go into actors access if you don't have an agent you're not going to see the breakdown you have to have an agent the agent even when you have an agent you don't see the breakdowns they see it they submit you and then when they get the you know the notice that they want to see you they send you an email and then you do the self-tape or you go in person and you audition and then they talk to the agent they don't talk to you so that you need the agent. You and the agent are like one team. And if you have a manager, it's a, you know, the, the three of you will become one team and you have to work all together. And if you're willing, to, I know you've done a, uh, videos on this, but uh, could you maybe share a little what maybe what you did or some of the things you could do? Maybe not give away all your secret sauce, <laughs> but uh how, how do you get an agent? Okay, I'm, I'm an actor well, in I mean, LA. I'll, I'll tell you one. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I'll tell you one way. If you want to get an agent, and th this is what I did. It took me a long time. It wasn't like an overnight thing. But um, you go to the SAG after a website, and I show that. I show like step-by-step step what to do in my video. And you go there, and you click on search, and you type in SAG uh, uh, franchised agents, and you will get all the lists. 
If you live in Los Angeles, you click on Los Angeles and it will give you over 100 agents. Uh, so you print uh, the, the page or you can use your computer, of course, and you start mailing your, uh, your uh, headshots and your resume with a cover letter. Uh, the cover letter has to be concise and to the point. It cannot be a big paragraph because they're not going to read it. They're busy. They get too many submissions. They just want to know why you're I mean, as soon as you, they see the email without reading the cover letter, they're going to know why you're you know, submitting your pictures and your resume. But, you know, you can type to whom it may concern. And very important, if you know the name of the agent, put it there because they love it. Some people, and I saw this on YouTube, they're like, if they don't know my name, I'm not going to read the, uh, the email, which is, I think it's, uh, I mean, to each his own. But, um, you know, if you know the, the name of the agent, just go ahead and put it. If you don't know, just put to whom it may concern and just keep on sending. If you have 100, every two weeks, um, send 10 submissions. Then wait two weeks. If you don't hear anything, then send another 10 then wait two weeks, then another 10, then wait two weeks until you get to the end of the list. Then just give it a month, then do the same thing all, all over again. And if you keep doing this sooner or later, you're going to get, you know, emails from the agencies. Uh, some of them, they're going to tell you we're busy now. Uh, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, any uh, place uh, to, you know, get more talents. But, you know, try in three months, try in five months. Thank you for submitting. But, you know, uh, try in uh, two months. And some, you're not going to get anything from them. So you just got to keep on trying. Yeah. And to put it in, and I'm not, I mean, you're way, you and a lot of others are way farther along and have way more experience to, than I ever had in this. But I talked to someone out here in LA just to give people a perspective because, you know, when you talk to people outside of here, um, some people will say, oh, you don't need acting classes or, uh, it's all you do is do this and this and it's like, okay, well, there's that one in one millionth person that may have a strong connection to something or yada, yada, yada. But I talked to this guy and he said he moved to LA. He said he didn't even try to get an agent until he studied for five years. Now everyone's going to be a different, but that was his mentality. His mentality was, I'm just going to get as good as possible. Mm -hmm. And then he told me, when he started to submit to agents, I think I'm getting this correct, over a four-year time period, he had submitted 2,000 emails. 2, and he finally emails. got an agent at the end of the 2,000 emails. He finally got one. Nine years. Nine years. I, I believe him, man. You know why? Because it took me a long time to get my agent. I mean, it, it, it didn't happen in one month. My, I got my manager in one month, believe it or not. Uh, through Actors Access, and I explained that in the video as well, how to get it. Um, but to get an agent, it took me a long time. I just kept on, you know, sending, you know, my the emails, and um, and finally somebody, you know, um, got back to me, and they said they want to, you know, see me, and they signed me up. But yeah, it takes a long time. It's not. I mean, you know what? It 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 could happen in like two two weeks, but that's the exception. Yeah. You can't live on exceptions. I mean, if, if it happens, it happens, but it's not going to happen in two weeks. It's going to happen. Think about it this way. It's going to take a long time. So yeah, I agree with him that you need to go to training and the uh, training is important because if your agent, um, they don't know you, 
they want to see uh, some you know uh, videos of you so it's good to have a demo reel or maybe vignettes uh, 30 seconds 25 seconds they just want to see you on tv or on the on a video and they want to listen to you talk that's all and uh, that's going to open a lot of windows of opportunities for you but training is very important is crucial i think if you're not on the set working then you should be in training if people say you don't need um you know classes or you don't need training then if they're working on the set then they probably don't need training but if they're not on the set working then they should be in class in my opinion Mm. yeah going back to class and shoot what is it what time well monday nights for us i guess when we were an intermediate we used to be in class on monday nights and so many memories man so many we i had to take it to playhouse west for a second so many (laughs) many good memories especially the when we did true westio and i (laughs) yeah (laughs) true west yes that was a learning experience to say the least and yeah absolutely you know, for all those listening or watching now, Mike and I, along with several others, uh, we all started there at the same time and we all met each other and we like all clicked like right off the bat. Like it was like one of those things where it's like, <laughs> where have you people been all my life? <laughs> then we, then we know, start exactly. making movies, uh, Long Road to Bakersfield, which to this that day was, will one day a become a YouTube movie. phenomenon. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's a potential to become a big, you know, hit movie. You never know. <laughs> Feature film. Eventually in the year 2028, we'll film San Fernando whenever that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's on the list, right? But, but the memories, man, that I have of that experience of being in class with you and you in particular and amongst others and the classes, the, the events we'd go to, the film festivals, the making movies yeah. outside. I mean, dude, yeah. it was so great. It was such an amazing two-year ride. I, I agree. I mean, it was, uh, it was really nice. And um, it, the experience itself, it was just phenomenal. Yeah, it's, you know, Absolutely. but things change. Pandemics happen. <laughs> Injuries yeah. happen. And then life goes on different ways. But it's one of those things, too, where, like, I'm happy to see everyone still progressing whatever creative pursuit that they're doing you know yeah no absolutely and um yeah no i i totally agree with you i mean we had good times and hey the the best days are yet to come that's how i think about things you know we still have uh, you know a lot to learn and uh, more experiences to experience let me let me go back to playoffs west for a sec because i know you've taken several classes before i believe right like you've studied other places and I did. Uh, I went to uh, one or two places before Playhouse West. Yep. What did you, uh, what did you like most about Playhouse West? Well, or what uh, did you get out commu- of it? Uh, first of all, I liked the community. Uh, you guys, you guys made it so special. Mm-hmm. And the um, second thing is that in Playhouse West, it's not just going to class and learning how to act. You become an actor you become an actor gradually because it's a, it's a, it's a two year course and they have a curriculum. It's like going to college, a four year college, but it's not four years, it's two years. And um, you know, when you go in, they don't give you a script, they don't give you um, a scene and they don't say, okay, go ahead and do the scene with your partner. They teach you the fundamentals first. You start with the basics. 
then you know the repetition and it's so easy so you know it's simple then it gets harder and harder and harder and you start escalating uh towards you know becoming a better actor and then you move to intermediate then you get the scenes then you you get more tools then you move to um, um you know expert and uh, then you do plays and you do all that kind of stuff and plus it's I didn't know how to use the camera before going to Playhouse West. But after I went to Playhouse West and we made the movie together, I mean, I just, you know, I'm like, I got to get me a camera. So I got the SL2, this one over here. And uh, I just, you know, started learning how to take photos, how to take videos. And, you know, I, I made two movies and um, I didn't know anything prior to Playhouse West. Uh, you know, I didn't know anything, you know, when, when it came to making movies or, you know, using the camera. And it teaches you so much when you become a director, when you make your own movie. It teaches you how to talk to the actors because I'm an actor myself. Mm. And it teaches you how to talk to the actors. So you have the perspective of the director and the perspective of the actor. So it's like you see the big picture um, from a different angle, I guess. Yeah, tell me, that leads me to, you know, the last movie, at least I know of that you put, it was The Job, wasn't it? It was The Job with Julian and, and Eric. Eric. Yeah. yeah, tell me about that experience, because, you know, when I well, saw, um, I was actually <laughs> laying in bed over there, injured, if you remember, but you had just finished it, and I remember yeah. watching, I'm like, wow, like, that is a, you did a really good job on that. Uh, just all the way around. So tell me about that experience and what you learned from that. Well, I just wanted to shoot something. I mean, Julian and I, we were, you know, uh, he used to come to my place once a week and we used to do, uh, we used to um, um, work on auditioning. You know, just uh, whatever script we get, whatever monologue, and we just work on it. Then we're like, we wanted to shoot something. So we shot a movie before the job. It was like a two minute, three minute movie. I shot it with Julian. Uh, then I wanted to do something else. So I had this idea uh, to shoot the movie and I told Julian and I asked Eric as well and they agreed to it. And I just, you know, I, it just happened. Um, I, um, I, I didn't plan for it, but I knew I wanted to do something. And uh, I started writing and that was the first time in my life writing a script. So, but I guess when you want something really bad and you go after it, I mean, it becomes it manifests, I guess, um, for, you know, but yeah, I just wanted to make something and I made the movie. There was a lot of mistakes, but you learn from the mistakes and it's a, you know, it's always a learning experience. And we had a lot of fun. I mean, uh, Julian, myself and Eric, and we went all the way to the desert on the 14, like an hour, an hour and a half away from here. Mm. And we shot the whole day and, you know, a lot of mistakes with the camera, a lot of mistakes with the, you know, um, recording the movie on my end. But, you know, I learned and it was a fun experience and I, you know, made a movie. And uh, right now I'm thinking of making more movies. You should. Yeah, absolutely. And you see, you remind me of something. Uh, Will said it on the podcast. Will Edwards on the podcast I did with him a couple episodes ago. He was talking about learn how to do everything. Because when you learn how to do everything, you, I'm paraphrasing them, but you empower yourself. No, no yeah. one's going to hold you back. You made, you shot, edited, and did all of that on your own. I did, yes. You know, of I course, if you have movie. some more help and this, that, and the other, yeah, it might make it go a little smoother. But regardless, you got it done. And you proved to yourself that you can do it. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I shot the movie. I wrote the movie. I shot the movie. I edited the movie and I did everything on the movie. And I even put myself in one of the scenes. I wanted to put myself, you know, in, you know, I wanted to be more in the movie, but I couldn't do, I couldn't do that because of the, you know, I was the director. I was the editor. I was the writer. I was, I was doing everything. It's just, no one was helping me. And of course the guys were acting, but, um, they did help, uh, a lot but you know with, you know filming editing and you know writing the script and all that stuff i did all by myself i started uh, yeah to man laugh. it was it was a good experience huh i started to laugh because i just remembered what your scene was in the movie uh you get <laughs> i don't want to spoiler alert <laughs> you get whacked <laughs> i get whacked yeah but people need to go check me. it out on your youtube what's your youtube channel by the way so people can check out all your stuff it's just my first name and last name, M-I-K-E, Mike Carden, C-A-R-D-A-N, my last name. So it's Mike Carden. If you type it, you'll see my picture with a beard. That's me. That's my <laughs> beard, channel. baby. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, too, is you are from New Jersey area? Well, yeah. I, I moved, when I moved to the States, I lived in Jersey for 10 years. Then in 2002, I moved to uh, California and I moved to Orange County and I stayed there for a long time. Then I decided to become an actor and I moved to Los Angeles. But yeah, uh, the East Coast is definitely, um, I have a lot of good memories there. Hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite part about the East Coast compared well, to here? I mean, I, I lived in New Jersey, but I was like about 20 minutes away from the city, New York City, Manhattan. So we used to hit the city all the time. I mean, the city is just, um, it's New York. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, it's big, it's, um, but it's tough as well, especially wintertime. I mean, it's mm. extremely cold. Uh, even Jersey is, is, is very cold. So it's, there's a big difference between here and there, weather-wise. I mean, I like the weather here better, but I like to visit Jersey in the fall time, like this time right now. It's the best time because you could see the, you know, the season change and uh, um, it's just beautiful down there. But yeah, um, it's it's a bit different, colder. But I mean, you can do the same thing in New York if you want to pursue acting. Um, I think it's tougher, but I think it's 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 better if you want to become a Broadway actor instead of a TV film actor. Mm -hmm. uh, TV film actor, I think over here there's more opportunities, but uh, that doesn't mean that you can't become a TV film actor over there. By all means, of course you can. But um, it's more Broadway and theater and stuff like that. Um, but I think, yeah, for TV and movies, I think Los Angeles is number one. And you know what's a good city, too, if you want to be a, 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 for theater, TV and movies? London. Oh, yes, London. Yeah, the UK. It's big. It's huge. Yeah, I, I want to say uh, London is pretty much, is it the size of New York City or pretty close? It's... It's big. It's really, yeah, it's, really big. It's a big city. It's a decent size. Uh, I want to say it's at least 8 million people. Uh, I'm not for sure on that, but it, it's, it's definitely pretty big. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they have theater, they have movies, and a lot of actors. A lot of good actors come from the UK. Hmm. And Australia as well. Australia as well, yeah. But I think the biggest is New York, Los Angeles, and London. These are the biggest markets for acting and film and theater and all that kind of stuff. What was, I know you talked earlier about 
coming to California, but what was that first thing that made you move out here the first time? To like, California? Yeah. Um, I just like the, um, I like the state. I mean, when I was younger, we, my mother's uncle, he lives in Orange County and we came to visit. And when I came to visit, you know, they took us around and they took us to the beach. And I just, I love the state. And uh, I'm like, one day I'm just going to come back and move here. So that was the, um, that's what triggered it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, I just like California. California, LA. Um, It's a beautiful city. It's a big city, beautiful city. There's a lot to do. Uh, hiking is one of them. Um, you know about it. I mean, you go. You used to go hiking all the time. We used to go hiking all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you have the beach. Uh, if you want snow, you can go up north. And that's another thing I like is to travel. And you know, I went to uh, the national parks over here. Went to Yosemite twice. I went to Death Valley. I went to uh, Sequoia, Kings Canyon. S- such a beautiful state, you know. And you have Vegas, like three hours away from here. Mm-hmm. Then you have Arizona, and you have Mexico. So I mean, you can't go wrong here, man. It's it's a beautiful state. Um, I like it. I agree. Well, and uh, I wanted to talk about your national park experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard Yosemite's just incredible. But then you went. Did you go to like it was called Alabama Hills too? You went there. I went to Alabama Hills, and there's uh, Mount Whitney over there as well. You go all the way up the mountain, and uh, it's just it's 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 good to visit. If you've never been there, it's good to visit. Um, it's a desert. Then you have this big mountain, and you have and then uh, maybe an hour away you have Death Valley. So you can visit these uh, two national parks in maybe one day or two days. And, uh, yeah, it's just the freedom of going and experiencing and just, you know, traveling and you have hiking as well. When I I went to Joshua Tree as well, Mm. and uh, I went hiking for about six miles Mm. and it's just you in the desert. You look around, there's nobody. Then you keep on walking and maybe after 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you see somebody coming the opposite way. You say, hi, how you doing? This and that. And they go their way and you go your way. So it's, it's really, uh, this is something I like. I don't know. Maybe it's the freedom of doing, you know, it's just, um, it's the freedom of exploring, I guess. What's a Sequoia like? Because I, so for my job, my territory, I didn't realize how close my territory was to there. Mm. Um, and I looked up where the Sequoia, fo- I'm like, oh, wow. Like <laughs> I was working right kind of by there and I never even knew it. I mean, is it just incredible? It's incredible. I think it's yeah. really, yeah, it's, I think it's really incredible. And you keep going all the way up. I think it's 7,000, elevation is 7,000 feet. And you're talking Sequoias, not Redwoods, right? Redwoods is up past San Francisco. Well, Sequoia, well, Sequoia, I, I think Sequoia, I'm not sure I'm not an expert, but uh, the, the, they have big trees, Redwood trees. Mm-hmm. But they have a Redwood park up in San Francisco. Right. Uh, if you go up, San Francisco, then I think it's another 45 minutes. Uh, they have redwood over there. It's a park and they have these trees. I think they're similar trees. I'm not a tree expert, but they're big. They're huge. And um, yeah, these are the sequoias. I mean, as soon as you see them, you'll be like, oh my God, this is, this is, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to get back to some California nature. I mean, I've been going to Santa Monica, which is my favorite place to go yeah. locally. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the state is so big. Like it's so, I mean, it's a country pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly. And there's still a lot of places I didn't go to that I would love to explore. Um, but they're all the way up by, um, um, Seattle and close to Seattle, Oregon. Um, Oh, Pacific Northwest, man. Yeah. It's beautiful up there. Maybe I'll go ahead and do that. If not this year, next year. But yeah, definitely, I, I plan to go to Yosemite soon. I don't know when, but uh, when I get the chance, I just go. And sometimes you can't because it's full. I mean, you have to have a permit. You have to go online and get a permit, even if you have a season pass. Wow. You have to register, and sometimes you can't because it's full. And, and you, do you put all these photos, do you put some of this stuff on your photography website? I do. I mean, it's been a while, but I do. Um, I have, uh, you know, it's on Instagram and I have a, a website as well. But my website, I don't have any pictures yet because I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, my Instagram, I have, um, you know, my card in photography. Uh, that's my Instagram um, account. And uh, you'll see a link to my website as well. But the website, I'm still working on it. So it's, it's not, okay. you know, fully finished. Okay, and you take amazing photos, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank both, you. both of uh, people and non-people. <laughs> like you can Landscape shoot headshots and, and all that type of stuff. I still remember us going down to downtown Burbank. Oh yeah, and yeah. shooting some photos. <laughs> That's when I first started doing this. Absolutely. That's still my headshot <laughs> that I was yeah. using. I mean, I haven't been a pl- uh, submitting to anything in a long time, but that's yeah. Your headshot was my headshot. <laughs> Which, if you're looking for headshots, you might want to consider Mike. I think, too, maybe kind of tying it into everything that we've been talking about um, as far as, like, learning things and doing things, you realize that as a human, (laughs) we're getting to the good stuff now because you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Like, Like, this life, there's so much to learn and experience that you can pick up and learn and um i mean but you have to be open to it you have to be open to and that's what i like about you and admire about you it's like hey you know i'm 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 interested in this over here let me learn about it let me take a class about it and then next thing you know you're taking a class you're reading books and now you're actually i'll use photography for example you know you you know you're learning the camera and then you're taking classes you took an in-person class you're, you're amongst other people who are interested in the same thing you're doing. And the next thing you know, now you're going all over LA shooting pictures. Now you're going to, it's taking you to national parks, these beautiful places. It's not that maybe you wouldn't have gone there without photography, but it's almost like photography opened up different worlds to you as well. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. You know, so I, it's an inspiration to like stay curious and to stay inspired about things in this life. And I'm, I'm guilty of that sometimes. Like I get set in my ways. Like I'm like, this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is my schedule. But it's like, switch it up. Learn something else. Do something else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, learning, I think it's a good thing to keep learning. And um, I try to keep learning all the time. Um, of course, it'll be better if I can go to um, a school and pay money but it's, it gets expensive. Like editing, for example. I, uh, I called a school here in LA. Three days. They have three-day uh, course. Uh, $2,000. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, it's, it's, you're going to learn a lot, yes. But, I mean, you got to come up with $2,000 for three days only. I mean, if it was, let's say, six months, I would pay $2,500. I would, you know, put it on the card and pay it every month. But, um, I mean, for three days, 2000 it's just insane, I think. I mean, I can learn it by myself. It's going to take, you know, longer. But, yeah, hey, I have time. So I'll just go ahead and learn it by myself. And if I were to, you know, um, get a job and it becomes uh, my profession, then, yeah, absolutely. I'll just go ahead and sign up and I'll go to seminars and I'll go ahead and invest more. But as of right now, I'm just learning. Um, you know, I get... A lot of pleasure from uh, you know learning new stuff and teaching myself and educating myself so i, I kind of like it especially now winter time because you know uh, it's it's cold and it rains a lot so it's it's a good time to stay home and just learn the sun's about to go down even earlier once the time changes here i know when they're going to change it i think, I think it's month, november right? 7th i'm not don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure it's like that first week in november sometime Okay. Where you yeah. get home and or it's 4.30 and it's already sun setting. <laughs> exactly. You wake up to go to work. It's, it's nighttime. When you come back from work, it's still nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't see the daylight. It's just gone. But yeah. Uh, and what, what, what are you editing your films in? What, what do you use to edit your movies? I use, I use uh, uh, well, I started using uh, Final Cut Pro. And now I use Final Cut Pro plus I use Premiere Pro. So I'm still learning both, but some, I switch it. Sometimes I you know, go to Premiere, sometimes I go to Final Cut. And sometimes I do a video in Final Cut. Then just to learn, I do the same video in Premiere. And uh, you know, I found out that you know, both systems are extremely um, you know, professional systems and they're really effective and they're really good. And it's just something I enjoy doing, you know? If you had to pick one to edit something in, which would you ah, pick? that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But uh, I I like both. No, no. The only thing about Premiere, it's a monthly subscription. You have to pay nineteen ninety nine every month to keep it. The thing about Apple, uh, which is Final Cut Pro, you just buy it once and it's yours. That's it. Mm -hmm. It comes with the updates and everything. As as long as you have a machine, an Apple machine, and you buy the product, then you have it. But I use Motion, which I still did not learn, but I have it. And I use a uh, uh, compressor. I compress the movies because um, like, I, I like to shoot in 4K. And 4K, they have big files. Mm, so, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, to upload a big file on YouTube, sometimes it takes hours and hours and hours. So what I do, I shoot it on 4K, then I compress it to 1080p. And from a five gigabyte file, I go down to, let's say, 600 megabytes. That's mm -hmm. a big difference. Do you use After Effects at all? Have you gotten into that yet? No, not yet. Because I got to learn Premiere before I get right. to After Effects. So it's going to be a while before I get to After Effects. But you'll get there. I'll get there one yeah. day. Yeah. But, you know, I got to learn the, the, you know, how to edit first before I learn the effects. Mm. But uh, pretty much I'm, I'm pretty good um doing what i do of course but um yeah it's gonna take a while before i get to that okay well and we're getting toward the end here um mm. but there is one area <laughs> i wanted to uh philosophize with you if that's even a word yeah well we like you know you and i we like to philosophize yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, one topic that you and I have talked about a lot, and I think it's a good topic because it's the topic of what we're doing 
anything right now in the world is the meaning of life. What is the meaning of life? Now, there's a lot of opinions and theories and beliefs. And I guess I'll open this, this part of the conversation open with something I heard from someone. His name is Michael Malice. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, podcaster. Uh, I really liked what he said. He, he pretty much said that he said there is no meaning to life. Life is like a blank canvas. He goes, but what there is, is you can paint the canvas to whatever you want the meaning of life to be. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just start with that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really profound to be, to be honest with you because, and again, um, I mean, life, if you think about it, life doesn't need a meaning or a purpose to happen. It just happens. You know, is it just, I mean, people think that life needs a purpose. Life needs um, a meaning. What's the meaning of life? Why am I here? What am I doing here? Where did I come from? Where am I going? Uh, when I die, is there a hereafter? We're in the here now. I mean, life doesn't need a meaning, doesn't need, and of course, this is all talk and we're just having a conversation, but I don't think life needs a meaning or a purpose to happen. It just happens. But the, the me, the I, the self needs a purpose or a meaning to keep on going because, you know, and Sam Harris, he talked about this and I'm, you know who Sam Harris mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And he said, he thinks, you know, that's his opinion as well, but based on his studies, he thinks that the person is an illusion. Uh, now, when I say illusion, I don't mean that it doesn't exist. We do exist. Like the body exists. You and I are talking right now, but the person, the person, like, where did I come from? You didn't come from anywhere. This is it, but it you know it 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 it's it's unknowable and we can't understand it because we always think from the business side of things. We don't think from, I mean, we think that we're here and we have bodies and we have a brain, but it's the other way around. There's a body that has a brain and the us, the we, is a byproduct of the brain. That's the illusion. The we that we think that oh this is mine, I. I'm separated from everything. I'm separate from this life. There's a distance between you and me. Instead of just, there's only life. There's only life. There's no you came to this life. There's only life. And this life has trees, has bodies, has communication, has sounds, has everything. And uh, interestingly enough, I was watching... um, Uh, a YouTube video, and it's on Curiosity Stream. Uh, I'm not sure if you know the the channel. Mm. They talk about science, and they talk about a lot of things. It's a subscription, and it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks a year. So uh, they were talking about um, nothing. And uh, what is nothing? Like, what came out of nothing? And, um, you know, talking about uh, listening to them, they concluded at the end that there's a profound correlation between nothing and everything. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea. But uh, some guy on YouTube, and I listen to you know, these guys all the time and I read books on the subject. Um, he kind of said that, you know, that nothing, there's nothing, like this is nothing appearing to be everything. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. This is nothing 
appearing to be everything. So it's not like there's nothing and everything coming out of nothing. Nothing and everything is one. But we can't see it because that's another subject. And he talks about it as well. And going back to Sam Harris that he said, you know, the person is an illusion. And um, he has a book about free will as well, uh, that he thinks that free will is an illusion. We don't have free will, which I think in my own personal opinion, I agree. I don't think we have free will. We're not doing anything. We're being done by no one. That's the podcast clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I want to talk about it. So wait, you're saying every decision we make, every thought we have, everything that happens, we are not in control of that. It's not we're not controlling that. You're not the person making that decision. So if I offer you tea or coffee, I'm like, Sam, do you want to have tea or coffee? You think about it. Then you say, well, I'm going to have coffee. Now, in the story, you made the decision. But really, your brain did all the thinking and the decision making. And then the you knew about it and said, I want coffee. But then we think that, oh, we decided. I thought about it. The I, the I, the me, that's the illusion. So you're saying, like that voice in your head, when I use that voice in my head to communicate with myself or to think things, what is that? Well, I mean, again, I'm not an expert on the subject. And this is oh, not yes, my, you are. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Just... well, <laughs> this is not my uh, field of study, but this is from watching you know, uh, science uh, YouTube videos and, uh, you know, listening to these people on TV. Like Sam Harris talked about it as well. He said, you're sitting home watching TV and all of a sudden you thoughts, they come to you. Where did they come from? You're watching TV and all of a sudden now you're thinking about your brother in Vegas. Where did that come from? It came from, a, you know, your experiences, of course, but it came out of nowhere. And it comes to you, you think about it for a little bit, then it goes away. It goes back to nowhere. It go, uh, came out of nothing, manifested, then it went back to nothing. So, um, yeah, go ahead. So what do we do with this? We can't do anything. There's nothing for you to do. <laughs> you just live your life the way you live, you live in your life. There's nothing for you to do. This has nothing to do with you. Because if the you is... An illusion, it's, it, an illusion means it appears to be something else. It's there, but it appears to be something else. So if you are the brain and you, the you are a byproduct of the brain, then you, there's nothing for you to do. You think there's something for you to do. And people, when they hear this, they say, oh, you know what? If that's the case, then I'll just stay home and I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to do anything. Well, I mean, if you don't have free will, who's making the decision to stay home? It's crazy, isn't it? It's a mind bender because it is. When you try to think about it, it's almost like your ego or self won't even allow you to think that. You know, it's well, is it, it leads to another type of realm too, which what happens after you die? Is there life after death? Do we come back? Is it reincarnation? Is it lights out completely? Is it you go to a different world? No one really knows. Well, no one really knows. No, I mean, it depends on, on um, your beliefs, I guess. I mean, if you're mm -hmm. religious, then 
you know, obviously you're going to go back to God and either hell or heaven and all that stuff. I mean, if you're not religious, I mean, a lot of people are not religious. They think, you know, when you die, you die and that's it. You go six feet under and that's it. Um, I mean, it's, it's a mystery. No one knows, to be honest with you. Um, we will never find the answer because no one died and came back and told us. And that's not going to happen. But we think, you know, we just see the me. And again, this is not something, this is not mine. This is, I, this is right, what I saw right. on, on YouTube and reading books. And, it's a, and I'm sharing it with you, but this is not my belief. It's not a belief. This is not how I think, but we're just talking about it. Um, see, they say that the me, the I, is the illusion, okay? And the me, it's, it's duality. I'm sure you've seen videos on duality, right? Uh, I can't say that I have. Well, duality means in a nutshell that, you know, there's you and me and there's me and there's my life and this is happening to me and everything is happening to me. I'm the one who suffers. I'm the one who, um, you know, feels joy and happiness and I'm working towards this and that. Then in duality, that's the illusion. That's duality. That's dualism. Mm. So basically it's there's life and life is happening and we think it's happening to us but it's just happening to no one. But that's the illusion. Even when, when they speak about death and what happens after death, there's this guy on YouTube, he said, you know, talking about as far as this is concerned, he said that when, when death happens to the body, to the physical body, you know, there will, there will be a realization that you, the you, the I, the me, did not exist to begin with. Mm -hmm. So what happens right now is the same thing that happens after death. The only thing is the me, the I, the you is gonna vanish. And what's left is everything. I know this is crazy. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to explain in five minutes and it's unknowable. There's no way for us to know it. And again, I'm just yeah. sharing the information I, I, I saw on YouTube. Yeah, you remind me. So I listened to the audiobook version a few years ago. Um, and it's called uh, The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. And one of the, probably the main thing I took away from this book, it, it's along the lines of what it relates to what you're saying. He, he's basically said, if we didn't, he said we need society, people need to have jobs. You need to keep people's minds busy because he says, if you don't, if people realize that I'm an organism just existing and uh, I'm, ex I'm not explaining it the best, but you, when people's minds aren't occupied on stuff, they go crazy. <laughs> they go crazy exactly. and they freak out. So he says, we need structure. We need society. We need organizations that are going to give people because if they don't, people are going to go insane. And I agree with that 100% because the me, let's say the me, the illusion, the illusory me needs to live in this world. It cannot live in the, in the what's happening right now. Right. It's like, think about it this way. I mean, it's really hard to explain in five minutes, but I'll, I'll go ahead and do my best and I'll share the information that I saw on YouTube yeah. and I find it really interesting. So um, in a nutshell, without going deep in it, um, you know, you, the me has to live in the what's next. 
you know, I, I'm, tonight I'm talking to Sam, then I'm going to go to bed, then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and go to work, then I have to do this, I have to do that. Instead of just living in, not even the now, it's just, in, it's, it's this, it's the isness, it's, it's, it's this. This is it. This, all there is, is this. Yes. The me cannot live in this. It has to live in the what's next. So mm. it's like the fish swimming in the ocean looking for water. Well, I think you've just picked the book of the episode because I'm rereading The Power of Now. The Power of Now, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, but, that, it's, it's similar. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. Like the present moment and tying it to the Meisner technique, which we've both been trained in, the present moment is truly all there ever is and all there is ever going to be. Like what we think, the past, the future, those don't exist. They're done. Yeah. Like the only thing that's happening they're, is you and I having this conversation right now. That is it. They're concepts. They're concepts. Yes. Yeah, because there's no past to go to and there's no future to go to. There's only this. And this even goes further. There's no now. What? Yeah. The now, the, the thing that we call now is the what's happening. This is what's happening. Because if you go to quantum physics, and I'm not a physicist by any way, like the chair, if you go deep inside the chair and you go to the atom, then you go to the, uh, what do you call it, the particles, then you go to the quark, uh, all you're going to find at the end is nothing. So basically the chair is just chairing. Sitting on a chair is just sitting on a chair. It's not Sam sitting on the chair. It's sitting on the chair. Seeing, you are seeing me. I am seeing you. It's not the take the you and the I away from the equation and it's just seeing. Seeing is happening. Hearing is happening. Noise is happening. Life is happening. But we think it's happening to us. That's, I mean, it goes even deeper and deeper and deeper. But I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> it's like, well, what the hell do we do then? <laughs> Nothing. That's, that's the thing. You don't do anything. Because there's nothing for you to do. You think that, you know, the me wants to live forever. This message is bad for the me, for the I. The ego. The me, for the ego, because the me wants to live forever, even if it goes to hell. I mean, going to religion, you know, bad people, they're going to go to hell and they're going to suffer for eternity. It's not going to end. The me doesn't want to die. The me wants to live forever and ever. That's why we mm -hmm. die. The body dies. And we're like, oh, no, no, there's the ghost in the machine, the soul that's going to live and it's going to go back to its creator. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I'm not saying that's not the case. But the me doesn't want to die. As far as this concerned, there is no me. So there's nothing for you to do. This has nothing to do with you. Not you, Sam, but the you. It has nothing to do with you. You don't even need to know this because it's not going to change anything. And, you know, sometimes when you talk to people and you, you know, say the, these things, they, they start thinking about it and they try to make sense of it. It doesn't make sense. This does not make sense to the me. And the me resents this idea or this message or it's, it doesn't like it. And it's like, oh, this is crazy. This is not happening. But I mean, think about it. I mean, we're here. Where did we come from? That's, you know, these are the questions. Where did we come from? Where are we going to go? How did we end up here? I mean, there are big questions. We, I don't think we're going to be able to answer them. But that's just me thinking. I mean, nothing scientific about it. Yeah, well, it, it brings me, I mean, the one, I, I remember I've been thinking about this question. I, I can specifically remember, I, I mean, I had to have been 
it was probably elementary school probably where I started to, I would think, and, and there'll be, there'll be times where I still go back to this. No matter what you believe, if God created the universe, if whatever created the universe, if it was a big bang or whatever, it had to come from somewhere. Where did it come from? I don't care if it was little atoms that exploded. Where did those yeah. come from? It blows See, your mind every it does. time. Because there's Absolutely. no answer to it. No matter how great there's a scientist no can say, well, you know, particles, curls, I've been doing it. I'm like, but what happened before that? You can't answer it because no one freaking knows. That's the mystery. That's, That's the, the mystery. mystery. We have no idea. Even, even the thing that we talked about, the, the eye is an illusion and, you know, well, what Sam Harris said. And the, the, like you said, the origin of everything is unknown. No one knows. And uh, if you, I mean, we don't know. Okay, this is what I wanted to say. The more we know, the more we know we don't know. I think that's, you know, um, I'm talking about myself. I mean, the more I know, the more I know, I don't know. I don't know anything. We don't know. I agree know. 100% I mean, with that for myself too. I mean, you study and, and you learn and at the end, you're like, okay, we don't know anything. And all the things that the, you know, scientists, they discovered, you know, they, they tell you it could be all wrong. We could be wrong about a lot of things. We follow the evidence. Maybe the evidence is uh, wrong. I don't know. I mean, that's what they're saying. There's a lot of things that they don't know, but to give them credit, they're trying to find out. Mm. And of course, according to what we were talking about, that's all in the story. Man, you gave me a lot to think about before going to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting um, stuff. And, uh, you know, it's the weird thing is, um, all of us, all of us, we long to know, we long for, you know, for that thing that we're going after, but we can't find it. And we will never find it, I guess. Yeah. But, and, and then you get to a point where you just realize like, you know, maybe I should just, uh, I'll, I, probably, I don't know if I've told this, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but Ram Das, who you know of, Ram Das, he, he hit this big moment of enlightenment and it's one of my favorite stories from him. He hit this big moment where he, you know, he'd been to India, he'd been meditating, he'd been doing all these things where he just hit this state of consciousness where he kind of just, you know, kind of like, well, what's the point <laughs> at a certain point? You just realize how much of the world is ego and how much mm -hmm. of the fighting and the, uh, the showing off and whatever it is for people to feel good about themselves or power or whatever. He's like, he's talking to his friend and he's like, well, well, now what? Now what do I do? And his friend looked at him and said, well, you are a human on this earth. Why don't you try taking the curriculum? Meaning, hey, you're, you're here. You're a human. Why don't you go experience being a human being? Exactly. And that, that's given me perspective. Because like, I, I tend to overthink things and uh, think well. What's the meaning behind it? You know, sometimes you just go do it. <laughs> like, go, go experience something. Go feel it. Go, you know, yeah. live life. And you, and you know what? I mean, it's it's fine. It's okay. I think, in my opinion, it's fine and it's okay for us not to know. We don't have to know mm -hmm. everything. I mean, we mm -hmm. don't know the meaning of life. We don't know the purpose of life. But if I mean, like you said, we have the curriculum. I mean, we live in a society where. 
um, you know, uh, you can work and you can buy a house and you can establish a family and have kids and a wife. And, you know, I mean, you can do all that and experience all that and uh, live a decent life. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But then we get curious and we want to know because at the end, we're going to leave this life and we want to know where we're going to go. So all these questions, they kind of, you know, they arise and it'll be like, I want to know where I'm going to go. But some people, you know, they, they're, they're in peace with it and they say, you know what, I don't care. It is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. I can control what I can control. What I can't control is out of my control and just, you know, let it be. Just let it be and live life and just, you know, be a good law-abiding citizen, I guess. <laughs> well, Mike, that, uh, that was, I think, a beautiful thing to wrap us up with. Although I do, I have been reserving... Uh, the last word for the guest. Is there anything you want to leave us with? It can be a book you've been reading, a movie you've watched, inspiration, something random, or if that's it, you have nothing else to say, that's fine too. Um, well, I mean, um, um, if, if anybody is a, a beginner actor, they can go ahead and go to YouTube, go to my channel and watch the movies. I mean, there, I have like five videos only, but, you know, I'm working on them. And um, if, uh, you know, if, if it could be any help to anyone, that's good. Uh, if not, that's fine as well. But, you know, just keep learning, keep educating yourself. And uh, we live in a beautiful state. We live in a beautiful city. And we're doing this. And I think the good days are yet to come. Just, you know, be optimistic and just move forward. Awesome, man. And uh, if people want to follow you, uh, where's the best place for people to find you? It's either YouTube, Mike Carden. M-I-K-E-C-A-R-D-A-N, or they can go to my Instagram, which is my card in photography. That's my Instagram account. Okay, great. Well, my friend, thank you for taking the time. This has finally happened. And one of many conversations we've had and many future ones to come. And I just Absolutely. wanted to say too, you've been you've been an amazing friend out here in Los Angeles. I'm really great grateful to have met you among others. And then you know, especially when my injury first happened too, like you were right there, you and Eric, obviously, and others. And um, it, it's really cool, man. I'm, I'm really blessed to have met, met you. And I'm very happy to see Thank you everybody. taking off in all your projects and endeavors and looking forward to when we do make movies together again. And we will. Yeah, no, we absolutely. Will. We will. Definitely. So, so well, thank, thank you for having me on the show. And yeah, I think absolutely. we have a really good show going on here. So keep oh, up the thank good you. job. Yeah, it's really good. Thank I you. watched all the, uh, all the episodes. I know. Way. And thank you. <laughs> Comment on YouTube. And it's good. We got to take a picture, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Take absolutely. Screenshot picture here. Yes, let me know oh, when so I look in the camera. Oh, okay. One, two, three. I think we got it. All right. <laughs> well, Mike, my friend, uh, thanks once again. I'm going to end the recording. And, all right. Uh, Thank you, sir, and you have a good night. Yes, thank you. Goodbye, my friend. I was going to say something, but then I'm like, wait, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to stop recording. Goodbye, everyone.